This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Guess what? More COVID 19 infections are being reported. Yes, this is Singapore rides yet another coronavirus wave. In fact, Health Minister Ong E. Kang said last week that the next wave of infections has arrived sooner than expected. Although the government announced that there is no need to tighten Singapore's COVID 19 measures at this stage, will adjustments be made in the near future in light of the recent uptick in infections? Well, let's find out now. Zakir Hussein, Singapore editor at The Straits Times, is joining us in the studio this afternoon to talk about this issue. Now, in light of the recent COVID 19 cases here going up with the B4 and B5 Omicron sub variant, what is the health ministry rather doing to slow this down? So I think they're maintaining the current position, you know, not changing the requirement to wear masks indoors to moderate the infection rate. And I think continuing to encourage people who don't feel well to stay home, to encourage regular testing. And I guess at the same time, you know, Health Minister Ong Yikang also disclosed that, you know, the hospitals stand ready to ramp up treatment facilities mm-hmm. should the need arise. But for the moment, this doesn't seem to be the case. And in fact, they've actually maintained the number of beds in COVID 19 treatment facilities to manage serious cases that don't need hospital care. So at this Point we're looking at an increase in cases, but not exactly hospitalization, right? Or people、That's、seeking、right. treatment in any healthcare facilities. That's right, yeah. At the same time, there's also the sense that we are near or we've reached the peak、mm. at 12,000 cases a day or so. Here's the thing, Zakir. Even though the authorities here have largely said that the next wave isn't expected to be as severe、mm-hmm. as the first one, we have seen some reports that say that in spite of good vaccination coverage, perhaps populations ought to be worried. For instance,、mm-hmm. there was a study in the BMJ, the British Medical Journal, a couple of weeks ago, that said that the protection gained from a fourth booster dose likely wanes even faster than previous boosters. So while we're all vaccinated and on the way to getting more boosters, How much is all of this really going to help as we move forward? Well, it's hard to say actually. I mean, there's also talk of boosters being adapted to strengthen immunity. So I'm just coming from what I know. For a regular flu shot, they're always updating、mm-hmm. every six months to cover、That's、what、right. the strain that they know. Is this the same case with COVID 19, though? It is, apparently. Moderna and Pfizer have both、mm-hmm. announced and said they're updating their booster shots to better target the Omicron subvariants. And I think it does look like,、mm. you know, early data at least does show these elicit stronger response. And I think we're not sure yet when these. But、uh, the supply vari- that we have right now in our vaccination centers, are they updated for the new subvariants of Omicron?、Uh, do you know? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet.、Okay. But at the same time, I think the minister did disclose that our contracts with both companies let us accept the shipments and implement them and distribute them when they're ready.、Mm-hmm. He gave a time frame, probably by the end of the year, if these are approved by the vaccinations committee. Yeah. Zakir, there is a greater focus now in countries around the world on being pandemic ready at all times, whether it's a sub variant or whether it's a new virus. So, to what extent is effort being put in right now to ensure that Singapore is pandemic ready should there be a whole new virus? You know, there was a bit of emphasis and talk on maintaining and preserving a hospital capacity,、mm. right? So, these COVID 19 treatment facilities are not going to be stood down just yet. Although, at the same time, there's also talk of repurposing them so that they can cater to other. Illnesses and ailments. And I think maybe this flexibility is what we might need to have more of going forward. The same thing in terms of preserving healthcare workers and ensuring that there's enough of them and、mm-hmm. that they can help be activated or deployed to manage any uptick in numbers. So, what is the 
overall messaging then for this particular wave that we are currently riding on? Don't worry, it's going to be okay? I think it's a bit more nuanced. It's not just don't worry, it's be careful. You know, if you're sick, don't come in. Keep masking, test regularly every now and then. But at the same time, get your shots. Mm. Speaking of that, where are we in the second booster, right? Now that uh, they're trying to get people to get their second booster, at least 50 and above. Is there a big reluctance among people? I've been hearing some, but, you know, these are all personal stories. They're just waiting to see what happens next. Yeah, I think the figures, uh, we don't quite have the figures yet. What we know is there's about 60,000 seniors who've not got their first booster yet. who are being encouraged to do so and they've rolled out the mobile vaccination teams for two weeks or so now. Mm. So that's the message. But the message also for the second booster, if you're really, if you're 80 and above, you're in a nursing home or care facility or you're vulnerable or if you plan to travel quite extensively, Mm. maybe you should try and go and get your second booster now as well. What are the reasons for resistance, do we know? Hard to say. People might be holding out for, you know, non-mRNA or Novavax. But I think, this I've just heard of the past couple of days, people might be waiting for the updated booster shot, you know, the one that can better combat the Omicron variant. Mm. Mm. Is that a wise thing to do, though? It's not a bad thing to do if you're not planning to leave the country, if, you know, you've had your first booster in the past few months or so. It's not a bad thing to wait. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Something else that is on the minds of people right now, I know, is monkeypox. The Ministry of Health confirmed an imported case in June. That's right. And it should not be a surprise, right? (laughs) If there are more cases in the coming weeks, people are traveling more widely these days. What measures are in place to detect monkeypox at the borders? And, of course, various other viruses that might be possible amid this unprecedented spread of that particular virus around the world. Mm. I think, you know, we also heard from Dr. Janel put a cherry that monkeypox is really self-limiting. It doesn't spread as widely, and, mm. you know, spreads through contact. But at close the same time, contact. close contact. So you have border measures, you know, travelers need to declare symptoms and so on. And of course, if for that one case, quite a number of close contacts continue to be quarantined for up to 21 days from the date of exposure for monitoring and so on. And there have been regular updates on identifying suspect cases and all. But at the same time, I think it's not something that has been spreading as widely. I think the global figures are about 3,400 lab cases mm-hmm. or so. Of course, including that one Singapore case, but it's not something that they feel is a source of concern at the moment. So just, you know, take precaution and do not touch anyone you don't know. If well, I mean, <laughs> I try to avoid skin to skin contact if you can. That's right. And that's one way of protecting yourself, especially if you're traveling and you're not sure. Are there any other public guidelines, though, for what people should be looking out for in terms of symptoms for monkeypox? Because it's not being talked about as widely as it should be. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. I mean, really be mindful, you know, if you're in close contact with infected individuals. But at the same time, I mean, the advice for healthcare personnel is really if you're in a sensitive environment, right. PPE, infection control practices all help reduce the risk of transmission. And at the same time, you know, the ministry is also looking at whether those who work in such environments might need to be vaccinated for protection on a case-by-case basis. Mm. And in this case, it's really the smallpox vaccine, but it's just as a sort of post-exposure risk reduction measure. 
All right. It just sounds like, you know, be pandemic ready at all times, even as individuals or healthcare institutions mm-hmm. or as organizations. And we should be okay as we move forward. Thank you very much for that, Zakir. Zakir Hussain, Singapore editor at The Straits Times. The SG Extra podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Like us and rate us.